by by continuing this expectation of video is continuing that putting on the corporate uniform mentality that to your point, and I really love the visual of we only have so many brain cycles to think about and solve problems and work on complex things. Why should we be wasting any of that playing the corporate role of is my background right? Am I dressed right? Is my hair in the right way today? Am I am I focused on the camera enough? Like we're, that comes at a cost of us not being able to use that mental energy to actually solve something valuable for the company. Welcome to 33 Tangents, a weekly podcast featuring a rotating panel of co-hosts that all work together in the same company, but live in different areas of the world. The discussions cover a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. So what's going on? Just pounded a burrito and I'm feeling it. Uh, I'm, I, I've limited myself to uh, once a month to uh, enjoy the burrito. This place it, it used to be within walking distance of my old, the house I had before where I, I live now. And they're open 24 hours a day. And it was, it was not good. I was like, you know, it's like one of those things that like, you know, 1230 and I was like, you know what? Go for a burrito or some loaded yeah. nachos or something, and it's like always there. <laughs> so anyway, I ran down this morning and got some burritos, and oh, yeah, delicious. Nice. That sounds so, good. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on with you? Ah, you know, uh, all's good. Um, busy, which is a good thing. Yeah. You know, like it, it, the good kind of busy. You know, just lot lots going on. Yeah. I hear you. Guess I should turn down my computer notifications. Yeah, busy's good though. I think yeah. um, I can't remember who I was talking to the other day, but I was I was talking to someone who had left a, a large company and went to work for a startup, and and he said, you know, a little piece of me kind of second guesses it because you know, I could, I could coast there for probably 10 years and not really have to work, <laughs> you know, but, but in the end, I, I don't, I don't know that that's a very intro. In fact, I do know, like my first job out of college was, was like that, that you could be a real top performer, you know, doing, you know, a quarter work, you know, effort, like you, you could really, unless you really screwed up, just coast for decades there. But and, and, and people would say like, why would you ever leave this job? I'm like, it just doesn't, it doesn't it feel fulfilling. It feels like at some point in time when you're not doing anything, it's, it's just not enjoyable. Yeah. I, 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 I've worked with people in the past that, that are like that. You know, they, 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 you could definitely tell that they're, they're, they're just coasting and I, I, I don't know how people are able to do it. And it's, it's not the, you know, people would say like, you know, it's dishonest, which it is or whatever. That's not it. It's the, I guess it's the fulfillment of work or like, you know, doing stuff that matters. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how else to word it because every now and then, like when I get frustrated, it's just like, Oh God, you know, just to have a job that like 
you know, I could coast, but then, you know, it kicks back in. It's like, no, because the minute you do that, then it's going to be like the, you know, you're going to lament having meaningless work. Yeah. Because yeah. that's ultimately what it is, is to coast, yeah. you just need to do a meaningless job. That's right. Just tick a few boxes and, you know, you're going to be a, at least a decent performer. You'll get your cost of living increase. Maybe you'll even get a bonus here and there. And it's like, okay, it's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's, it's just like the, the, the idea of meaningless work actually bothers me more than yeah. the stress of real work. And it's for weird. It's like sure. one of those things you need to reset that perspective every now and then. Like when you do start to get frustrated with like, ah, why is this person bothering me again? Or like, God, I, all the meetings I have today, you know, if I could just do a job where I can just clock in, clock out and be done. And but yeah, then it's yeah. like, but then are you doing anything that matters? Yeah. That is the question. And I think at a certain stage of your career, you want to be definitely doing stuff that matters. Yeah, uh, th there's that. And then honestly, I think with a job where the work doesn't matter, you're going to get micromanaged. And yeah. like, if, if there's one way for me to get pissed off with work, it's to feel like micromanaged or to be micromanaged. Like that is just the worst feeling. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the people that come in and want to run every bit of your day. Yep. That's not enjoyable. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. So tell me about this background, the virtual background you got going today. Are you trying to hide where you're at? No, I'm, I, well, I'm trying to hide my, my messy background, which is this. <laughs> it's not too messy, but. No, no, it's actually quite neat. Um, right, which right now is on the other side of the camera over here. A bunch <laughs> of stuff from the shore house that I have to put away still. And I was honestly playing around with it for two reasons. One, um, I found this funny video on YouTube of. Uh, a guy, I, I don't think it, I don't think we can do it on StreamYard, but on, I think Zoom, you can upload like an MP4 or something as your background. And he recorded a background with him walking in, serving himself coffee. And it was just the, the funniest thing. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Um, oh, I gotta see that one now. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to dig it up and send it to you. But no, I was thinking about it in, in terms of kind of the, the pressure of being on, on camera. Um, and especially when you're home, one of the interesting things when we first started interacting with people that were at home for the first time, you could tell that they've never worked remotely before and that they were so paranoid, um, about what their background was that they were so paranoid that people would see that they were at home, even though we knew everyone was at home. Um, they were paranoid. And so everyone would have these backgrounds and it doesn't really work right. You see, it's like, you know, I'm like, just, just turn it off, like be, be okay with it. But you know, that's easy for me to say, having had worked remotely for like 15 years. And these are people that this is the first time they're letting others into their home and being on camera. And I, I could understand that it could be incredibly, incredibly, nerve-wracking thing to do day in and day out especially where you you've never done it before so that's yeah. all i was playing around with okay yeah no it was it, it it was the, the the perfect intro for for today's topic yeah be, because like yeah like i do i remember when that everybody was forced to go remote you know and then the pandemic we've talked about multiple times the pandemic 
greatly accelerated the move to to remote work. Mm-hmm. You you saw this movement gaining momentum, but then this pushed everybody, you know, to to work from home. And you saw the people like you know, they're making sure that okay, now I have to be on camera, so I'm going to have the perfectly curated background, the bookshelf yeah. with the right books facing the right, right way. Right. And, Tell the the, tell the story of me and that I'm really educated and (laughs) yeah, um, and you know I mean and obviously there's always been the jokes, the memes, the whatevers about the people who work from home, like you know like they're 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 coming in in their their gym clothes, they're they're logging on in their pajamas and and we 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 talked about this even before the pandemic about how to successfully work from home yeah and one of the things you and I came to was. Uh, the need to have a routine, having a routine and the routine being what works for, for the individual. Yeah. You know, we gave our suggestions, but the routine and, you know, for example, my routine, my routine is, is a workout in the morning, get a shower, get dressed and, and a couple of those things, and then come down and, and start work. And I mean, getting dressed is like right now I've got a polar shirt and shoes on or shorts on, um, and, you know, I'm not necessarily dressed up. It's just, I've, uh, this is something that feels comfortable for me. And in my mind, it sets this pattern of like the workday has started. Um, and then, you know, everybody went, you know, you know, full Zoom, WebEx, cameras, everything. Um, but now fast forward just over two years and, you know, people like there, there's, there's a lot of pressure people are feeling. The one is the pressure to return to the office, um, but that's not the subject of today's conversation. Um, but semi-related to that is is those that are working remotely, the pressure to be on camera, yeah. because let, let, let's let, let's let's say it: people working remotely have now been able to experience w- what it feels like to be able to determine where they work, how they work, what it means to be comfortable at work. So. I started my career in financial software. Mm-hmm. So I worked with accountants and people in finance, like for the most part, there is a uniform. People that worked for banks, people work in accounting, like there is a uniform. My uncle was also, he worked for a bank and like I did, I working, there was you know, the, that company, like there was no such thing as casual Friday or jeans Friday. Like, it was a momentous occasion when they announced you could wear jeans to work on Fridays. <laughs> it was so Friday is Hawaiian shirt day. So if you have a Hawaiian shirt and you want to wear it, go ahead and do that. Exactly. <laughs> and um, it was, it was like khakis, dress shoes, button down shirts, maybe a polo shirt, but like it was, it, it was that kind of like, it was it it was business casual. It wasn't casual casual. Yeah. So now people who have felt the need to have their uniform when they go to work, um, they realize that hey, you know, I can I can work in shorts today. Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm up, I'm moving, but I just feel like wearing a t-shirt today. I can do that. But with the push to or so with that, like just where you're at and whatnot. The push to be on camera has now become the secondary pressure people are feeling remotely. The first, again, being the push to return to the office. But those that are working remote, a lot of people are being pressured to be on 
webcams all day. We we yeah. use it here when we record the podcast. <clears throat> we, you know, we we do post uh, the the simulcast on YouTube, but really it's just to help us with like the non-verbal cues. Yeah. When we first started this podcast, no camera was involved, and we were just kind of at times we found ourselves guessing who's going to talk next. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this rambling intro has a point. I wanted to kind of set, <laughs> set the stage for the last two years and why this is an important topic to talk about. It's ultimately working remotely has given people a sense of autonomy mm -hmm. of doing the work that they want to do when they want to do it and not feeling the need to be, you know, lorded over uh, in the office. Um, and I do see the problem of being pushed to use the camera all the time to be an issue. So, I mean, like, why is it a bad idea? Let's just start out with a dumb general question to get us going. Why is it a bad idea to press employees to, to use a webcam? Come on, it's simple. Like if you were in the office, everybody would see you. If you were in the conference room with everybody, everybody would see you. Why is it a bad idea to, to press for when meetings are happening, you're on camera? Well, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, and the first thing is, is that it wasn't realistic in the office. If, if you think back to your experience working in an office, there were lots of conference calls that I'm sure you may have been on that never involved being on camera. And for some reason, since we've kind of all went remote for a period of time, there's a lot of things that are unrealistic that were never realistic in the office that all of a sudden became something that was almost felt like uh, an unwritten requirement. It's like, well, we're not in the office, so we all need to connect and be on video. But and maybe my experience is different, but I, rem I remember working full time in an office, having lots of conference calls, very, very few of them involved video. And if they did, it was because we were all in some wired conference room that had like this nice video system that was broadcasting to another location that had a nice video system. It wasn't we were all sitting around in our offices on individual video feeds. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say my experience has been um, for many companies, you know, me a lot of meetings were in person. But yes, when there were some level you know, when there were meetings that were, you know, conference, I think back to 20 years ago, you know, wow, the, the conference line dialing in. Yeah. That, that was, that was audio only, but yeah, yeah th thinking back at the moment, the majority of them were, were in a, in a conference room, but yeah, when there were the times where there was some kind of like dial in, there wasn't like this demand that everybody sit at their desk with their webcam. On. Yeah. And, and, and we're not talking about a time when webcams didn't exists like they were ubiquitous you know but there was no expectation that um everyone was was on them so so that's number one i think you know we're we're just trying to create an unrealistic expectation and we're using the of we're using the excuse of well we you know we don't see each other in the office so we have to always see each other on camera um, but the more important discussion is that there is a lot of things to be empathetic about that when we say, you know, everyone has to be on camera all the time, that we're, we're missing an opportunity to, to empathize with the very real pressures that, that that may bring out. And, you know, we could probably start putting together a, a checklist of things that people should be concerned and, and thinking about 
And if you're not, then you're, you're, you're absolutely lacking empathy with your team or whoever you're asking or demanding to be on camera all, all the time. And, um, you know, we talked, we started this conversation talking about like the intimacy of our homes and this is like a sacred space for us. And, you know, it feels really awkward to a lot of people to just let people into their home. And that's what we're doing with the video camera. And that's why I kind of was playing around with that background, kind of like a, you know, funny thing as an intro into this topic is that again, like a lot of that background usage was because people are, you know, hesitant to let people into their home. But not only are they hesitant, they're thinking about what does my background say about me to the point where, you know, you were talking about, do I have the perfectly curated bookshelf that absolutely is going through employees' minds and they're thinking about like, is my home good enough? Does it, you know, is it say like that I'm not, I'm an employee that probably shouldn't be promoted, that I don't have quote upper management written all over me because my background isn't posh and it's a lot of pressure just having the background. But then if we expand that out, there's a lot of pressures with the need for perfection. And I, I kind of made a joke about this on Twitter last week. And you can see me like, I look like crap today. I haven't even put myself together. Like most guys would like crawl out of a dumpster after drinking tequila all night and get on video camera and be like, I got no shame, whatever. But for, but for women in the workplace, Absolutely not. It, you know, we, we've had decades and decades and decades. In fact, it, you know, there's a lot of literature and there's some very cringe like magazines and content out there from like the fifties and sixties about sending women to these like preparatory schools to give them manners for the workplace. And then it's like that mentality has progressed through the two thousands where there's this unspoken rule that, you know, that there's an expectation that women are have their hair perfect and their makeup perfect and their clothes perfect. And then when we say, you know, you have to get on camera, that's amplifying that we have this like 1080p high def camera, like right on our faces. And it's, it's a lot of, of pressure and it's an unrealistic expectation that we're expecting that of anybody. But, you know, coming from me saying, Hey, everyone needs to be on camera. If I'm not empathizing with people, you know, my, my female colleagues, like they may not always feel comfortable or prepared or whatever, you know, there are lots of reasons why the expectation of always on is, is unrealistic and, and sometimes is, is very harmful. So I love the camera. I love being able to see and interact, but there's sometimes I just don't want to be on. Um, and, and some of those occasions are, I want the freedom of movement. Um, and, and there was this debate, which I think, I don't know if it was the same one or was the same thread that you saw where there was this debate that if you're not prim and proper at your desk and on camera, you're not paying attention to the meeting. And I'm like, yeah, no, like for a lot of times I like the freedom of movement of being able to, because my brain works better if I can stand up and walk around and maybe I want to go get some tea or maybe step outside. But if I'm on camera, it's really, really difficult to do that. Unless there's, I mean, did you see the commercial of the guy with speaking of green screens, the guy that has the green screen on a backpack and his laptop on this thing and he's out on the golf course and he's no. like in the middle of, <laughs> it so, I did not see him. Uh, it's so funny. But for the rest of us, you know, if we're on camera, I can't get up and just wander around. Yeah. You know, and that's why it caught my attention because I am one of those people that will pace. So I, I have a standing desk. 
and but I go and I go back and forth between sitting in like a, a propped up studio chair and yeah. actually standing. I go back and forth throughout the day. And a lot of times in meetings, I got my Bluetooth headphones in. I walk. I pace. So like especially like uh, meetings where maybe I'm just there to listen. Doesn't it doesn't mean I'm not participating. It doesn't mean I don't have my attention there. But maybe it's the 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 pacing for me. It kind of gets me into the conversation because we, we all know, like you know, everybody has like those kind of mechanisms to deal with distractions. Mine is to pace. And you're right. Like if if you're if if everybody needs to be on camera and you want to get up and just kind of pace around your office, then it's like they're you paying attention. Yeah. And, and there's, there's several things you mentioned here that I, I want to talk about. Like there's, there's that part is the, you know, I enjoy being on the cam on camera too, but there are times where it's just, especially after a day worth of uh, a, a ton of meetings, I don't want to be on like my, my, my brain is fried. I need to remove anything else that makes me, you know, like that, that, that makes me feel any more like worried about what am I doing? Because that's also the th same thing too. And you'll notice if you watch the simulcast, a lot of times, like I just kind of swivel here in the chair. I may not be looking directly at the camera. It doesn't mean I'm not participating. It doesn't mean I'm not paying attention. It's just kind of a, I, so I don't seem like I'm just staring like this the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Um, there, one other thing I do want to call attention to too, where you started off with people needing to be worrying about perfection. Um, whether it's, it's your female colleagues, as, as you've mentioned, anybody just feeling like I need to make sure I'm dressed up for this, or I've got the right background, any of those things for everybody. And we've talked about this time and time again. And like, I had this epiphany like 10 years ago, you have in a given day, in a given week, so much capacity to think and make decisions. Yeah. Like I actually took like a case study on this to my boss at the time about, um, like me shutting off email, me blocking out my calendar and everything. Um, you have like this limit for the amount of decisions you can make questions you can answer. And it was going into like, why do some people like, like Steve jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, all of these people wear the same clothes to work every day. Mm -hmm. It's one less decision they have to make. What am I wearing today? What am I doing today? I I'm just getting it out and I'm wearing the same, same thing what you're doing is is making people worry about perfection to your point it takes away their capacity to think and perform yeah yeah and and i i think a lot of this comes down to what we we measure from a, a business standpoint are we measuring the optics and appearances of things or or are we measuring the value and the output created of things and i think that that is a a huge differentiator. And when it comes to video, you know, I think that that absolutely comes into play. And in, in fact, it reminds me of some of my experiences at, at Omniture where it's like, well, if Jason rolls in at 930 and then he goes to the game room for a half hour in the afternoon, he's obviously a bad employee. But if he rolls in at eight o'clock and doesn't leave until five o'clock and doesn't go to the game room at all, then he's amazing. It doesn't matter what I actually did or create during that time. It was the optics of what I was doing was mo most important. And, and I think that that's what so many people worry about from the video perspective. And I worry about when, when it becomes a hard firm requirement is 
Why are we requiring that? And then back to that discussion that was happening on Twitter, are we really using it as a means to evaluate if someone is engaged and providing value in a meeting, just the fact that they're sitting there on camera? If so, that tells me that we're, 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 we're most likely measuring the wrong things. We're, we're measuring the optics rather than the actual value created from the meeting. Again, if you allow me to stand up and walk around, I'm going to be more engaged and have more meaningful thought than if you force me to sit here and stare at a camera and worry if people are looking at me or if I like, pick my nose and someone catches me or my dog walks across the background. Like all these things are going on in my head to your point. I'm like, and I can't focus on the meeting because everyone's staring at this HD photo of Jason. Yeah. Um, there's one. And part of this is, is I, I feel like when the pandemic hit and everyone was forced virtual having the camera on on zoom and webex it was a novelty at first it was it was cool it was fun and then people started to get burned out of every meeting being there and i think it's it's it people have seized on that as one more way to recreate the office remotely yeah um, is yeah. is forcing people to be on screen and there's one client uh, that we meet weekly to go over project status and strategy and for the longest time, we actually had webcams on. We did. We we had it had it on, but then as the 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 you know everybody working remotely wore on, we all decided, you know what? Let's just turn it off. Like this this was a camera free meeting because mm-hmm. they were also now being pushed into having their camera on more and more throughout the day. And a couple of them were like, "Do you care if I turn it off?" I'm like, "No, no, go for it." In fact, actually, like, let's make it a camera free meeting. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We're just as productive without it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, believe me, there's there's still I do enjoy it. I I go back and forth throughout the day. Some meetings I have it on. Some meetings I have it off. And some weeks I'll have it on for a meeting, and the next week I'll have it off. I go back and forth. It's kind of the mood. I mean, and th- there are some fun things. And you're right, like people feeling sensitive about what's going on. I have another client, and we have a a monthly one on one, and. Well, at one point we're talking and his, his kids were home this one Friday. And next thing you know, his, his son sneaks in, creeps in behind him and walks, says, you know, walks right up. And I start giggling. I, I wave. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it, it's okay. You know, you know, he's like, Oh, daddy, you know, daddy be done in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And so we did. I'm like, you know what, let's quick wrap up and you go have fun with the kiddos, that, that kind of thing. So it's, it's you're right like it, it, these people like are so focused on like what's happening behind them and you know the you know kids walking in and it's not real yeah and not only is it making people worry about being perfect and having the perfect background and the perfect outfit on and everything we've talked before about like the business mask or the business persona people create the office person mm-hmm. like was it it was friends it was friends if you remember this like it, um I think it was when Monica and Chandler started dating and <laughs> you know, you, you meet office Chandler. She, you know, he takes her to like a work event and he's a completely different person than he is outside of work. And, but it's the same thing. Everybody creates like that office version of themselves. We've talked about it plenty of times. And, you know, I think it's, it's people, you know, being forced to put on an even stronger phony version of themselves. Yeah. And it's a lot of pressure. So let, let's you know, talk- pretending kids aren't at home. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that one. So so two things. Um, actually, I'm going to send out a tweet right now. 
and see if I can get some live reaction about this on Twitter. Okay, make sure I don't make any spelling errors here. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put out a little feeler tweet to see if we can get some comments that we can uh, chat about during during the recording here. But yeah, let's let's talk about kids. So one of one of the clients that I worked with, um, she had a young daughter uh, that was home. You know, I think they they were homeschooling because of the pandemic, and she had a virtual background. Uh, because she didn't want her, you know, kids to be seen on on camera, but she also had her finger like hovering over the mute button the whole time. Like if you're watching this on YouTube, just like sitting here, like ready to ready to hit it. So if there was any kid noise, like we could hit quickly hit the mute. And I finally called her directly after one of the meetings and said, you know, this is stressful for me watching you stress out. Like, what can we do to change this? What can I? what can I say to give you some comfort that like, this doesn't matter to me. And a lot of times it was just me and her on the calls. It wasn't like it was a large group and she was still incredibly nervous and stressed out about her kids being heard in the background. And I finally just said, look, like this is all of us, you know, whether it's kids or dogs or we're, were you on the call where it was construction happening? No, another one of our clients, uh, there was construction construction happening in their building um, and she was so terrified that we'd hear like the, de- the demo, you know, hammers pounding and whatnot. It's like, all right, we can't have this call. You know, there's just too much noise. I'm like, I can barely faintly hear it in the background. But again, it just goes to highlight how paranoid people are of like exposing that we're not in this pristine, like laboratory environment for these calls. And it's just putting the camera on it just amplifies that, that stress and anxiety. Yeah, because yeah, we we've all been taught that we need to we need to be perfect, that we need to be we're on at work all the time. And that, you know, it, it's it, and you know, like I I'm the type of person it's like you do you. You know, not everybody is is meant to work remotely. Honestly, I don't ever want to go back to an office in my life. <laughs> um like because I you know, I'm able to better manage distractions here, whereas people are better used, you know, to better able to manage distractions in an office. So I want to put that out there. Like one isn't better than the other. Um, but yeah, like we're, we're kind of conditioned that when we're at home, like, Oh, our kids aren't home. You know, yeah. our kids don't slip down to, to the office, you know, like, right. You know, where, wherever our desk is, wherever we work from, like, the, you know, the kids aren't around, things aren't happening outside. Like at this point, I proudly talk to clients about like, yeah, weather's turning nice. I've got the patio furniture out any day. Now I'm going to be working from the patio for part of the day. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have the, umbre- you know, I'll have the umbrella up. I'll be out on the, you know, out, out on the, the couch on the patio with, with headphones in enjoying the warm weather and working from there. And if I didn't tell you, you wouldn't have known. That's right. Um, and I took a conference call from the park the other day and I tweeted a picture of it. You know, we, we should enjoy this autonomy that we have. Is that to say that like every call we take is from, you know, the deck or from the car or from the park or from the beach? No, I mean, no, like, you got to be an adult and pick and choose which ones you do that for. Yeah, but I mean, should we have this undue pressure on us to be in our perfectly 
manicured office on camera for every single one of our calls it's 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 unattainable <laughs> and, and exhausting it is exhausting to be on and and again if you layer on top of that the fact that we're using this as a way to measure your attentiveness or your contribution damn <laughs> you know like this has got recipe for disaster written all over it mm-hmm. so. yeah i think one of the biggest things to do is I, I, a couple things so you know number one if you're the one organizing and scheduling meetings you know i think you need to put a lot of thought into how do we handle this from a video perspective and and like be deliberate about it and think about, you know, how do we want to, to handle video for, for these calls? Um, another thing from a leadership perspective, I think we need to practice again, a lot more empathy. Not everyone may feel the same way we feel about being on video and being empathetic with our team, I think will go an incredibly long way. And the last kind of piece of advice I would say is that if you're, if you're someone that this is old hat, like you've been doing this because you've been working remotely for 20 years, help others that haven't be comfortable, you know, like find a way to connect with people and say, Hey, like I can tell this is, you know, nerve wracking or, you know, I don't expect you to be perfect or I know you're freaking out because your kids walk in the background, but that happens to all of us. And it's amazing. In fact, bring, bring them in if you're comfortable, like just let them be. Uh, you know, helping our colleagues feel comfortable that this is new to them, I think can can go a long way. But but ultimately, you know, I think what we're we're dancing around is just again this expectation that we always have to be visible because that's how it was. I, I liked how you put it. Like we're trying to recreate the office virtually. It, it's just it just doesn't work. And f- for so many things, and we've touched on a few of those in past conversations where. It just feels lazy to say, well, let's do what we did in the office, but make it virtually happen. It's like, no, this is a completely new way of working. Let's be creative about it and smart about it and not recreate the office because let's be honest, the office sucked a lot of the times. Why would we ever want to recreate that? Let's find a better way of of doing this. Yeah, and I think it ultimately, one of the main benefits of working remotely the, the people that have really embraced it is the flexibility with it. Um, you know, the, the ability, like we, we touched on like working from the patio, kind of going to the park. Um, you know, like one of the things I plan on making part of my Friday mornings now that the springtime is here is, is, you know, uh, outdoor story hour at the park is, is coming back. And, you know, my wife normally takes my son there, uh, you know, in the spring and summer and fall. I'm going to start going with them on Friday mornings. It's like 10 o'clock on Friday morning. I'll take the iPad. I'll go and like, you know, just be there and sit on a park bench, go through my notes, go through. Cause typically my Fridays, I've tried to structure my Fridays on a separate note to, to be kind of like my organization day. Yeah. Make sure like, what did I plan to do during the week? What did, you know, how far did I get with each? What do I need to do next week? So that I'm deliberate about what I get done. So I can plan for my iPad from the park while my son goes to story hour and then goes to the playground for a little bit. And, you know, I'm out there and I'm, I'm doing stuff with the two of them and not chained to a desk. Yeah. That's ultimately one of the benefits of working remotely is, is you're not necessarily chained to a desk. 
Yeah, and and I don't want to go too far off track, but you bring up a really, really valuable point that I don't think a lot of companies are thinking about in that, oh my God, that was a massive explosion. I am so sick of living like within range of this military base. Yeah, you've told me about that before. Um, that was a big one that really shook the whole house. Um, lost my train of thought. Okay. So you have these companies that are, are thinking, um, and, and video is a great one because it exposes this narrative. You, you have a lot of companies thinking, well, we're going to beat out, out our, our competitors that are forcing their employees back to the office because we're remote. But that isn't necessarily true. There's a trap hidden in there. And that trap is, is that even if you are going to stay fully remote, but you're going to try to replicate the office, you're still going to lose. Because what these employees have felt over the last two years is what you, you mentioned, is this sense of autonomy that I can control my space. Holy shit. Dude, it's not good. Um, I mean, anyway. I can't hear anything on this end, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> It, I mean, they're usually loud, but this is like very percussive, like an explosion and then like a good one to two seconds of like shake. Okay. Um, man, yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable feeling that. I think people get used to it, but like hearing high explosives going off, feeling high explosives going off is very unnerving to me. Um. So if, if you're trying to recreate what happened in the office, you're, you're basically removing that sense of autonomy. And, and we've already seen this with companies that have like these tattlers on computers to, to like show what websites people are on or, you know, how they're spending their time. Are they active at their desk? You know, if I always have to be on camera, um, you know, I can't get up and wander around. You're destroying that sense of autonomy that comes with remote work. So in reality, while there may be a few pros, you know, we lack the commute and other things, you're really not better off than someone that's forcing everyone back into the office. So remote is a lot more than just allowing people to work from home. Remote really is about autonomy and giving employees to design their own work environment. And whether I'm on camera or not should be a critical part of that um, equation. And again, if as a company, I'm forcing every employee to be on camera during every meeting because I need to know if they're paying attention or not. We've got some real cultural issues that we need to work on that have nothing to do with the camera. Yeah, totally, totally agree. So I guess as we start to wrap this up, you know, we, we, we've talked a lot about the issues, the, the pressure, you know, that the, the people feel. And I think a lot of it honestly is the pressure that you and I feel or know of, or, have experienced with being on camera all the time, as much as, you know, it is a tool we use. Um, what are some, some next steps that we could talk about, or what are some steps that both employees and employers can take here? Because it, it's obviously going to become a problem. You know, again, it, this is like the, the second, this is probably the second biggest thing employees are feeling next to the, the push to return to the office. Um, uh, what are some ways that employees and employers can address this? From the employer perspective, again, I think empathy is number one. As an employer, 
we need, and as a management team, as, as leaders of people, we need to take a step back and evaluate what our expectations are for on-camera time during meetings. And if we're viewing that through the lens of, you know, how I feel about being on camera all the time, that's not, that's not good enough. We have to think about the totality of our team and empathize and put, try to put ourselves in their shoes and understand the pressures and stresses that, that they may be under. Um, number two, as an organization, we need to take a deliberate approach to designing how we make meetings work. Uh, again, just showing up and, you know, having it be organic if people are on camera or not may not be the right approach at first, because what ends up happening is if you're, if you have a overwhelming number of people that feel like they need to be on camera, whether they want to or not, they're going to turn on the camera. And then that's going to drive everyone else to either turn on the camera, even though they don't want to, or leave it off and then have the fear of, I'm one of two people on this 14 people meeting that have their camera off. You know, what are they thinking about me? And so we, we really need to think through how we're designing this in such a way that we're empathetic with all of our em employees. From an employee perspective, uh, again, I think we need to get comfortable with doing what is best for us. Uh, if I don't feel comfortable being on camera today, don't be on camera. Don't don't make concessions. Um, if you know if if we're meeting with someone and then and you know maybe they're outside of our organization and we can sense that they're uncomfortable, let's have humanistic conversations about it. Let's just address it instead of trying to play it off. Let's just say, hey, I, it feels like you know. This is, this is a stressful situation. Would it be better if we turned off cameras? I don't need to be on camera. You know, I'm not worried about what you have in the background. Let's be a bit more authentic in those conversations. And I guess that goes to my last point is, you know, one of the things that we hope gets destroyed with a move to a more hybrid work environment is this need to uh, put on the corporate uniform and play a role. And, you know, that by by continuing this expectation of video is continuing that putting on the corporate uniform mentality that to your point and i really love the visual of we only have so many brain cycles to think about and solve problems and work on complex things why should we be wasting any of that playing the corporate role of is my background right am i dressed right is my hair in the right way today am i am i focused on the camera enough like we're, that comes at a cost of us not being able to use that mental energy to actually solve something valuable for the company. And so really that's a long-winded way of saying, let's stop worrying so much about the optics of things and worry about what we're actually doing and creating as employees, as a team, as a company. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, like, I mean, you, 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 you summed it up really well, you know, you very concisely what needs to be done. And and I mean, I think as an employee, if there is any ambiguity, any, any concern that you have about using or using it or not using it, clear the air with mm -hmm. whatever you need to clear the air with. Because I think one of the pressures that we didn't talk too much again about using this is, is it, you know, the worry of if I don't regularly use the web camera, you know, just because I'm not in the mood or like, I'm just not feeling it today or there have been times like honestly my morning workouts run long and i had to jump on an early morning call and i am i am finishing up working out and jumping right on to the laptop so i am in no yeah. condition like i just came from the gym kind yeah. of thing um where i'm going with this is is you know like the, the pressure of if i'm not using my camera 
like everybody else is, does that impact my future? Does that impact how people see me? Clear the air. Yeah. And you know, you may get an answer you don't like. Let's be blunt and honest. You may get an answer you don't like where it's like you're hoping for the listen, if you you know, use it when you're comfortable, don't use it when you're not, whatever. You're hoping for that, but you're going to run across those people, let's be blunt and say, no, man, I want everybody on camera all the time. And if you don't like it, yeah, I I second guess what you're doing. Yeah. I, I doubt that you're paying attention. I second guess that you are where you're at. You're you're hiding something from me. Clear the air. And if that's you know, that's the answer you don't like, maybe that's a sign that you need to do something elsewhere. Yeah. Like, because that, that is part of it. Like the hope is is that you're able to have an adult productive conversation. And the camera it's most people see it as a nice to have it's a good to have it's you know let's use it to be productive but it's not a must-have i would say be prepared at times to run into people that are saying no this is an absolute must-have yeah yeah i agree um and it's not easy i think you know there are there are personality types and and people that are more tenured in your, their career that may be more comfortable having that conversation but it, it's not easy having those conversations but you're you're spot on in that it, it probably tells you everything you need to know about the culture of the organization you're working for. And it may not be a place that you want to stay long-term. Yeah. Like if it's something where you want to work in a place that is, is going to be okay with autonomy, that they're going to trust you, that you are where you say you are without having to turn a camera on, you know, if that's what you want and the response is, but you get something different just saying it, you know, it, it's, you know, it, it's worth considering that, you know, that's not the right fit for you. Yep. It's absolutely right. And going back to what you said earlier, people are getting more and more of a taste of, of working remote. Like mm -hmm. uh, people who years ago would tell me I could never work from home. I can never do this. I can never do that. They got a taste of what it's like to not have to worry about having a set of work clothes. You know, mm -hmm. the khakis, the shirts that are ironed and stuff, they could be a bit more relaxed and they're getting a taste of that. Or yeah, we're going to get an Airbnb at the shore and we're going to do a long weekend and I'm going to do a bit of work Friday morning and I'm going to do a bit of work Monday morning and then I'm going to go to the beach. People are getting that, that kind of, of taste. So they're going to be looking for the companies that are like, yeah, webcam, that's great. If you can, if you want to, if not, no big deal. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So this has been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, good uh, conversation. It, it is. And, and I love coming back to, to the remote work topic because I've loved watching this whole situation evolve over the last two years. It, it it's real. Um, the, the remote work situation that is, let me clarify, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, watching it evolve because like, I mean, I, I've always enjoyed working remotely. Like, I mean, there was one company I was working for, God, 15 years ago, 16 years ago. And I was like, listen, you know, I, I don't need to be in the office every day. There's ways I can, at that point, dial into the office. Like, you know, the VPN, like there, there were certain things on site I needed to be there for. Like uh, it was, you know, it was before the cloud was really the cloud. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's, it's funny looking back at how things like that have evolved over the years, you know, like there was databases that existed on site. There wasn't just a cloud thing. So yeah, like there was like VPN usage and VPN was not great. It was slow. It was bad, especially from some of the stuff that I was doing. 
but there were still ways I could do it. And I was like, why can't I work from home two days a week? It'd be nice. I could relax a bit more and everything. And people just weren't embracing it. So now that kind of seeing where it's at now, this is great. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, the weather is turning and I'm going to have a couple Fridays coming soon where I'm going to send you a picture from me working from the boardwalk with the ocean in front of me. That's why we do this. Yep. That's why we do it. <laughs> yep. So, uh, so camera, camera be damned. <laughs> that's right. And if you're going to have a camera, make sure you're snapping photos of the amazing places you're working from. Cause you have the autonomy and freedom of movement to do your work anywhere. Yeah. Oh, so as we wrap up, did you get any hits on that, that, that Twitter post? No, every time I try to post it, like if I would have posted this, not during a recording, it would have got like 15. It, it would have blown already. up. Yeah. 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 So yeah. cool. All right. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap up from here uh, at this point and uh, we'll catch everybody later. All right. See you. See ya. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of 33 Tangents. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast aggregator so others can find us. If you would like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at 33tangents.33sticks.com. 33 Tangents is a production of 33 Sticks, an analytics boutique.